if you have a Bible, you might like to turn to Acts uh, chapter 2. We're going to get there eventually. Now, you might be wondering why Acts. Uh, we've been going through Luke. Uh, well, hopefully that will become clear. And if it doesn't become clear, come and talk to me afterwards. But be gentle with me. The story of Luke's gospel, which we've taken a journey through since Christmas, is the story of God's heart. It is the story of God himself pushing the boat out to reveal his heart. It is the story of God himself going to the utmost effort and resources towards showing his heart. It is, in other words, the story of God going to the most extraordinary length to keep his dream alive. The dream that comes from his heart of love. That dream to know and be known by those he created. The dream of his heart that he may be found by us and we might be found by him. The dream of his heart that we might participate in who God is and what he is doing. The dream that we might know and experience that he loves us because he loves us, because he loves us, because he loves us, because he loves us. Because he loves us. God himself goes to the most extraordinary lengths to show his love. The story of his birth is full of the most unlikely characters. Those on the edges find themselves at the center of the action. Those considered unimportant get starring roles. Those usually forgotten are the first to know what has happened It is the story of the unexpected. It is the story that turns the world upside down and welcomes those on the outside in. It is the story of a teenage mother and a fatherless child who are welcomed into the story. It is the story of the brokenhearted with shattered dreams who are welcomed into the story. It is the story where the overlooked and excluded, those just working to make ends meet, are welcomed into the story. It is the story in which hopeful travellers looking for answers are welcomed into the story. It is the story in which God goes to extraordinary lengths to show that there are no outsiders in his story. It is the story of God's heart in which everyone is invited in. It is the story of God's great love into which everyone is welcome. And as Luke tells that story, we see the story of God's great love lived out in the life of Jesus. One day, Jesus is teaching by the lake, and he is telling the people what he always tells the people. He is telling them that they are welcome in the bigger and the far better story of God's great love. And he does it from a boat, pushed out into the water. Jesus, pushing the boat out another time for the people he loves. When he's finished, he astounds the fishermen whose boat he's borrowed with a huge catch of fish that they haven't been able to catch. And then he invites them into the story. He invites them to be part of God's bigger and far better story than the one they can see in front of them. He invites them into the story of God's great love and to join Jesus himself in telling the story to those on whom God longs to lavish his love. And unsure of everything that lies ahead, they leave everything they know to follow this Jesus and plunge themselves 
into God's bigger and better story, the story of God's heart. One day as they walk with Jesus, a man with leprosy jumps out in front of Jesus and asks him to make him clean. Jesus could have done so with a word. But he does what no one else will do. He reaches out and he touches this man. In that simple act, Jesus says to this unclean man, shunned by everyone, you are welcome in the bigger and better story of God's love. In that simple act, Jesus demonstrates that he is able to make things that are unclean, clean. In that simple act, Jesus does for this man what he wants to do for everyone. He gives him a new and a fresh start. One day, Jesus is teaching in a house when suddenly there's a noise on the roof. Jesus watches while four friends make a hole in the roof through which they lower their friend on his mat. Jesus does what no one else can do. And he tells this man to pick up his mat and go home. In that simple command, Jesus gives hope to a man who had no hope of ever being free of his mat. In that simple moment, Jesus does what he wants to do for everyone. He sets him free of his mat, of those things that defined him and dominated his life. One day, Jesus is the invited guest at a party where his host fails to welcome him. A woman who everyone knows is a prostitute can't stand it, so she welcomes Jesus in front of the gathered crowd. This is an extraordinarily bold move. The host is astonished and indignant. Jesus tells her that her sins are forgiven. He tells her she has great faith and she can go in peace. Those words are both simple and profound. In those words, Jesus welcomes a woman who everybody knows is a failure and has sunk very low. In those words, Jesus says to the woman what he wants to say to everyone. Whatever the circumstances of your life and whatever choices you have made, you are never beyond the reach of God's love for you. One day after a mission trip, Jesus finds himself the host of a picnic on a hillside. And when Jesus takes five small loaves that they've managed to rustle up to feed this crowd, he tells everyone present that they are welcome in the bigger and the better story of God's great love. In this simple act that they will all recognize, he is telling them that in God's story, it's not just the important people, the rich people, the clever people, the educated people the people who happen to be in the right people group people, whoever you are, everyone is welcome in the story of God's great love. And in that simple act, he tells them what he wants to tell everyone. What I have is enough for you. One day Jesus gets in a boat, only this time it's the disciples who push the boat into the lake. Jesus falls asleep when a violent storm threatens their lives. 
Terrified they will drown, the disciples wake Jesus, who appears to be completely unconcerned for their safety. Jesus, standing in the boat, rebukes the wind and the wave, and everything becomes calm. In that moment, Jesus shows his disciples that the storm is absolutely no threat to him. In that moment, Jesus tells his disciples what he wants everyone to know, that he is more powerful than the things that are a threat to us. One day, Jesus rides on a donkey into Jerusalem. That day, the people welcome him as their king. But just a few days later, they gather again, only this time they demand that Jesus be crucified. And one final time, Jesus pushes the boat out and allows himself to be tried, found guilty, and sentenced to death. The one who came to show us the bigger and the better story of God's great love allowed himself to be nailed to a cross. One of the criminals on the cross next to Jesus hurls insults at him. But the other one asked to be remembered by Jesus. Jesus said to him, today, you will be with me in paradise. In those gracious and extraordinary words, Jesus says to a criminal who deserves to die what he wants to say to everyone. It is never too late to embrace God's love. It is never too late to embrace God's bigger and better story. The story of his love for you. So Luke tells the story of Jesus' birth, his life, his death on a cross. And he tells the story of God's great love for the people that he made. He tells the story, the bigger and the better story, of the extraordinary lengths that God went to to show that he loves you because he loves you because he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. And then he tells the story of Jesus' magnificent and glorious resurrection. The story where God makes what can't be made so that we can do what cannot be done. God makes a way for us to know him, that we can participate in God's bigger and far better story. And just when you think it's over, we read this. Acts chapter 2, beginning to read at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that, that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This is an extraordinary moment. All the way through the story of Luke, he has told them about Jesus. He has invited us into the bigger and better story of God's love by telling us what Jesus did. Jesus himself invited others into the story to be part of it with him. The disciples, the ordinary people, those people who already thought they understood the story. And just when you think it ends... Luke tells us that it is just beginning. Here in these moments, my words, Jesus is saying, okay, so you've heard the story and you've seen it in action. Now it's over to you. 
Go live in the story. Go take the story to the people I love. Go tell the story. Go live the story. Go be the story. And as if that wasn't enough, there's more. And you don't have to try this on your own. You saw remarkable things while I was with you, but now I give you the most extraordinary gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit. He will be with you and help you and guide you and sustain you through all of this. What is extraordinary is that God invites these men and women to participate him with him in the far bigger and the far better story. The story of God's great, magnificent and immense love. And we read those words and we think, that's fantastic, don't we? Oh, maybe you don't. Don't you think that's fantastic? And here's what's more extraordinary, perhaps. God invites you and me into the same story to live in, to tell, and to be. You and me. So, how are you doing, friends? How are you doing in the story of God's great and magnificent love? Luke reminds us that the bigger and the better story of God's love is for you. It is for you. Wonderfully for you. He loves you because he loves you Because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you. You. Yes, the person sitting next to you, but you. But it is not, never has been, and never will be, just for you. The bigger and the better story of God's love is always wonderfully for you. But it is also wonderfully for others. Your friends, your neighbours, your family, your work colleagues. Here it is, just one more time. God's bigger and better story. If you've ever thought you were on the outside, if you've ever thought you were on the edge of the action, if you've ever thought you are unimportant, if you've ever thought you've been forgotten, Jesus invites you in. You are welcome in his story. If you've ever felt like you're afraid of what is happening to you, or you've had your dreams shattered and your heart broken, or you've been overlooked or excluded, or you're just trying to make ends meet, or you're searching for answers, Jesus invites you in because you are welcome in his story. It is wonderfully for you. Jesus wants you to know that in the bigger and better story of God's love for you, you can be clean and made new. You are never beyond the reach of his love. He can't love you any more today than he loved you yesterday and he will not be able to love you any more tomorrow than he loves you today, whatever happens. Whatever happens. You can be free from the things that want to hold you 
and define you. And in the bigger and better story, and the the deep and profound truth is that God is enough. This is the story that Jesus invites you now in these moments and these days and the days that lie ahead to live in and to live out. So friends, how are you doing at living in God's bigger and better story, the story of his great and magnificent love? And how are you doing at living out God's bigger and better story, the story of God's great and magnificent love? The promise of Jesus was that it would be better that he went away so that he could bestow on us the gift of the Holy Spirit to those living in and living out the story of God's great love. That's his promise. The deep and profound truth is that God himself is with us as we live in and live out the story of God's great love. And in the Acts of the Apostles, Luke goes on to tell the story of what happens when people start to live out the story of God's great love. And you can read those stories in the book that he wrote called The Acts of the Apostles, or we call it usually Acts. Today, though, I'm going to read a story that touched my heart and challenged me. And I hope and trust that it will touch your heart and challenge you as you think about living out God's bigger and far better story. As far as I'm aware, this is a true story. Johnny works at a grocery store. One day he went to a training event led by a speaker named Barbara Glanz. She was talking to 3,000 frontline workers for a supermarket chain, truck drivers, cashiers, stockers. Barbara was speaking on how people can make a difference. She described how every interaction with another person is a chance to create a memory, to bless someone's life. She talked about how important it is to look for these moments. She placed on the walls, as she always does when she speaks, posters and inspiring sayings. She told some stories and then went home, but she left her phone number behind. She invited people at the conference to give her a call if they wanted to talk more about something she said. About a month later, Barbara received a call from one of the people of that session, a 19-year-old bagger called Johnny. Bagger just means he stands at the end of the cash till and puts your food in a bag. Johnny proudly informed her that he had Down's syndrome, and then he told his story. Barbara, I liked what you talk about, but I didn't think I could do anything special for our customers. After all, I'm just a bagger. Then he had an idea. He decided that every night when he came home from work, he would find a thought for the day for his next shift. It would be something positive, some reminder of how good it was to be alive, or how much people matter, or how many gifts we are surrounded by. If he couldn't find one, he would make one up. Every night, his dad would help him enter his six, the saying six times on a page on the computer, then Johnny would print 50 pages. He would take out a pair of scissors and carefully cut out 300 copies and sign every one. Johnny put the stack of pages next to him when he worked. Each time he finished bagging someone's groceries, he would put a saying on top of the last bag. Then he would stop what he was doing, look the person straight in the eye and say, I've put a great saying in your bag. I hope it helps you to have a good day. 
thanks for coming here. A month later, the store manager called Barbara. Barbara, you won't believe what's happening here. I was making my rounds, and when I got to the cashiers, the line at Johnny's checkout was three times longer than anyone else's. It went all the way down the frozen food aisle. The manager got out the loudspeaker to get more checkout uh, checkout lines opened, but couldn't get any of the customers to move. They said, that's okay, we'll wait, we want to be in Johnny's line. One woman came up to him and grabbed his hand saying, I used to shop in your store once a week. Now I come in every time I go by, I want to get your thought for the day, Johnny. Johnny is doing more than filling bags with groceries. He is filling people's lives with hope. There's a reason Johnny's lines are three times longer than anyone else's. Our souls need to be fed just as our bodies do. When you live out God's bigger and better story, you live out words that can feed a soul. You might think that Johnny had nothing to offer the store because of his particular limitations. In fact, it was precisely his particular limitations that made his gift into such a powerful blessing. There is great beauty in a person forgetting their own limitations, whatever they may be, and seeking to bless someone else. And in God's bigger and better story, God is quite able to take our particular limitations and use them to bless others with his story of love. Johnny the Bagger, part two. Know who the most important person in the story is? Johnny the Bagger. A few months later, the manager called Barbara once again to tell her how Johnny was transforming the whole store. He told her that the floral department... Whenever they had a broken flower or an unused corsage, they used to throw it away. Now they go out into the aisles, find an elderly woman or a child, and pin it on them. The butchers have started putting ribbons on cuts of meat they wrap for their customers. The people who make the shopping carts are trying to make carts with wheels that actually work. One person, using his particular limitations, transforms a community. Johnny is a bagger in a grocery store expressing his heart. Is it possible that when we live in the bigger and better story of God's love and we begin to express his heart, God can use the very person we are to bless and transform others with his immense love. Well, I think so. 
And I think God thinks so. So, brothers and sisters, could you push the boat out in your own life and live your limitations and express your heart and see what happens. At the cross I bow my knee Where your blood was shed for me There's no greater love than this You have overcome the grave Your glory fills the highest place What can separate me Beautiful Lord.
Maybe this morning that you would find it helpful to pray with somebody. If you come and sit by the cross, there are people who, on our prayer ministry team who would love to share that moment with you. Maybe this morning you have again a sense of God laying his hand on you at this particular moment for some particular reason. Maybe it's something that you've buried and God is bringing it back today. Maybe it's something new. Well, the invitation this morning is to just dwell in the presence of God and ask him to guide you and to lead you. And if it's helpful to pray with somebody about what God might be leading you to or guiding you towards, then we would find it a privilege to do that. You can, of course, pray with somebody that you know and trust. You don't have to come forward if that's a bit public for you. Or find somebody that you know and trust sitting out there somewhere. We are God's people together to here to help and to bless one another. We're going to just sing a couple more songs because I thought my sermon might be really long and, in fact, it turned out not to be quite that long. So... We get to sing all the songs this morning, which in itself is a rare thing. Um, But this next song invites us to remember that God is present and powerful. God in guiding us, keeping us, and protecting us. Precisely because of the truth of his bigger and better story that he did what couldn't be done. So that we can do what we couldn't do and know him.